The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers. I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe. The Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. Joined on this Wednesday. Yes, I do know what day it is. There it is. What's up, fellas? What's going on? What up? What up? Hey, before we start the show, I I wanted to see if you guys saw what was circling on Twitter. Uh, The Ravens, right? Um, Mm. They're not only supporting their players on the field, but off the field. Looks like Patrick Queen is taking a shot at Dua Lipa, you know, kind of following the Travis Kelsey trend, right? You know, you feel like you like somebody take a shot at him. I kind of like that the Ravens back their guy here, uh, not only trying to get him to the Pro Bowl, but trying to get him a date with Dua Lipa. What do you guys think about this? All I mean, in. I'll be honest. I read that and I see dual IPA, which makes me think oh it's like a dog. <laughs> Uh, uh, is she? Uh, I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't know her stuff, but good for him. I like. I like it. I she's an artist. You, man. you for sure know her stuff. You've heard Dua Lipa before. She's one of like the top Billboard. There's artists. a really good chance I haven't heard Dua Lipa. I guarantee you probably you've heard, heard a song Dua you just Lipa. didn't know it was her. Yeah. Okay. Okay. By the way, besides the point, every team should support their players in doing this, especially with with what we've yeah. seen from the Chiefs and Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. But even furthermore, okay. Uh, these guys need to be like Tim Hardaway back when he played with the Miami Heat and he had a bad shooting night. You know what he kept doing? Kept you shooting. Shoot. Okay. Law yeah, of averages. Like, of the shots he's going to shoot himself <laughs> right back into that and hitting some shots. So <laughs> I, I always remember when I was a kid, I watched Tim Hardaway. I was like, man, it's got to be like Tim Hardaway. Like most people said, be like Mike. I was like, nope, be like Tim Hardaway. Because <laughs> you just keep shooting and keep eventually shooting shot. it's going to work, and man. If, you and shoot and that shot. All right. And if you're South Paul. Anyone else in the NFL, you need some help, I will re- retreat that. I will like it. I'll help amplify it. Whatever I can do, man. All you guys out there. And if you're if you're a Southpaw, be like Nick Van Exel. Just keep firing. You miss, you keep firing over <laughs> keep and over firing again. Away, man. Um uh I I I'll I'll check it out after the show and see if I know her stuff. But yeah, like dude, I just wholly support this. Uh I'm, I mean, yeah. the Travis, like 
if you are an NFL player and you start dating, and I mean, obviously she's extremely famous. I just don't, you know, if, if you start dating a famous singer songwriter type, your brand and your profile is going to go through the roof. You might land Pfizer commercials. Oh, oh, oh I see what you did there. I see what you did. Two there, things bro. at once. I mean, are you taking a jab there at someone, Will? Literally <laughs> and figuratively. That's, that's pretty good. Pretty good. <laughs> hey, you said it first. Shoot your shot, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I say get uh, we your can keep shot. going for days on this. Shoot your shot. All right. <laughs> Look, hey, uh, take the shot. I love it. Like, but it's also like. It's kind of fun. it's kind of amusing. Well, you know what? I'm not going to go off on a tangent about why. It's like like it's like people are like oh Travis Kelsey trying to force. The-. It's like no 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 dude. He took a bunch of money from Big Pharma. Like he took a cash a big cash influx from Big Pharma. I'll will I'll promote whoever. I'll promote McDonald's, Big Pharma, Big Turkey. You know what I was I just thinking. Care. I was just thinking about the this. Big Milk. No, and Leger, I, I want to get your your opinion on this. Okay. Because people ask like, hey, during this nil era. You know, how much would you have made? And I, I thought about it. I was like, yeah, I probably would have made some you know, when you're the quarterback in Notre Dame and and Correct. you do you do decently well. Um, then I thought back and I was like, you know why I wouldn't have done as well as I could have? Because I couldn't have signed on for something that wasn't genuine. Like I wasn't going to be a NASCAR and just slap on all these different logos and like drive around like, hey, here's what I'm pitching here. Here's what I'm like. It'd have to be genuine, right? Did like you, I was didn't immediate, you get so, a, didn't you immediately get drafted and sign a deal with Hummer and do like a, no, I've done commercial, but, but okay. EAS was a supplement I used. I used okay, when I was okay, training. Right. It was Columbus based. I loved it. So the, the story of H2, which is, is amazing <laughs> is one of my buddy's neighbors had one. So he would always get it to take us up to one of my other buddies, lake houses. Okay. So we drove in that thing like my my probably my last oh, two years of college, going to lake houses in the summertime to go party at his family's place. And it was like I was like this this car is like the greatest thing ever. Like they'd let me drive it because they'd be you know hanging out partying, and I'd, I'd try you know I'd be ready for the season. But I was always like if I if I can get a deal with Hummer, like I'm going to go fi- try to find a way. Those H twos were by far and away the best. Until gas prices hit like seven, eight dollars. Exactly. <laughs> uh, then that fell by the wayside. But like everything I did was genuine to me. Like I wouldn't have done something. That, and that's where like I get to like nowadays. Mm. And I, honestly, like even kids like going different schools and all that stuff, you're just like, oh yeah, they're going for this, this. It's like, no, they're not. It's like, it's like, how, it's like you're whatever they're getting paid. Bro. That's why they're getting doing. paid. Yeah. yeah, it's what it is. Yeah. So it's interesting that you said that, right? Because for you, it was more like nostalgia. Like you, you grew up riding in the Hummer, so you actually believed in the product. Like you said, EAS, the supplement. You grew up taking it. It's no, a local based product, so you believed in it. But it's like you said, these kids. I don't know how I reacted, right? Because if I'm getting life changing money, even if I now again, if there's something that I'm against, I'm not. I'm not going for the brand, right? If it's something I'm totally against, I wouldn't say like, oh, I'm cool with this. But if it's something I really don't care about, maybe like. Do I mind putting on a NASCAR sticker? Probably not, you know. Right, but like I'm being, again, I'm being, yeah, like what, what I, the product actually is and and what they were paying me because I don't know how 19, 20 year old dudes would have responded in that situation, especially if it's life changing money. No, I get that, but even like to this day, you know, I I, I never when I had an opportunity to do a McDonald's deal ever ever did anything and I didn't yeah. do anything with it because I grew up in Dublin, Ohio, home of Wendy's, and I grew mm. up going to Wendy's like. That was to me like if it's like Ohio State, Michigan. I was like Wendy's versus McDonald's. Like it was yeah, natural to me. Like I take my kids there now, or, or when we back up home, I'll take them by. So it was. I don't know. Even then, like I just there's something about like the the 
principle of the matter Correct. that matters the most to me. I just I, I, I can't sell something that I, that's not genuinely like you utilize or I have like a strong belief about, you know, yeah, or don't I, have a strong I got with that in mind, if there are any beer companies listening to this podcast, yes. I believe in your product. That's, see, that's what I'm saying, Simmons. Stan, why are we not sponsored by a craft <laughs> beer company? Why, why you they, what they, about what about the beer they use in the old Tuffy? How, how come they haven't sponsored you? Uh, the old Tuffy is actually out now. It's oh. we'll get into it later. Yeah, it's uh, they're oh, rebranding. Really? That's that's yeah. that's breaking news. You didn't say anything about that, Brent. Think I think the they're rebranding to a, a store, a hurricane, a, a Carolina hurricane style beer. It's a, it's a whole it's a long story. Anyway, speaking of long <laughs> stories, it's been a long story that Bill Belichick's been writing in New England, and really interesting report. I believe friend of the pod, Tom Curran. Uh, of NBC, NBC Sports Boston, awesome dude who's been covering the Patriots this for a long work. time. It does great work. He's and is, I think, one of like the low key funniest writers of any like beat writer out there. Um, Tom, in the segment that that they showed on NBC Sports Boston, he's like, he's like, it'd be kind of like uh, you know, it's like like you know, like Tommy DeVito's a caricature of New York. Like Tom Curran's, you know, has very distinct Boston qualities about him. He's like, we got like yeah. He's like, if you can piss up a rope, and he's like, just to use piss for the second time in this segment, um, which is very Bostonian of him to use piss on like, the local like sports broadcast twice in a three-minute segment. Anyway, here is quickly a clip of Tom talking, reacting to um, Robert Kraft appearing on College Game Day and discussing Bill Belichick. When they came out of Germany, conversations I had that week made it very clear that a decision was made and they were going to play out the string. And at the end of the year, there would be a parting of the way. So basically if you didn't see it, Robert Kraft appeared on college game day and Pat McAfee was like, they're all asking questions. And then McAfee at the end, as they're going to commercial break, is like, nobody, we don't envy you. We know, we know what's happening. We know what you got to do. And then they just like went to commercial. You know, it's like no chance to like, for Bob Kraft to say anything. So it's a weird situation. People start talking about it as if, okay, Bob Kraft hasn't used any of these opportunities to counter what has been being thrown out there and being discussed about Bill Belichick's future. Yeah. And so Tom Curran reports, as you just heard, that after that Germany game, and remember Ben Volody reported that going into the Germany game, Belichick might be done midseason, but coming out of that, that Kraft basically made up his mind and no amount of winning uh, will change any things. Bill Belichick, of course, got asked about this this week, and here's what he had to say. Yeah, I'm getting ready for Kansas City. Bill, while understanding that you're getting ready for Kansas City, have you and Robert discussed your future beyond the season? Getting ready for Kansas City. On to Kansas City, basically. Uh, so, hey, Will, I, I missed that. Can you redo and go take us through all of what we just did there? Look, Harry, clip the uh, clip the video. I'm trying to set it up as a way of discussing. What I'm do you think? That, you. I know you. I know you. Great job by Harry to clip those. No, Thanks, Harry dude. did a great job. I was, it was more of you and like the long-winded story to finally get to like where we needed to get to. So <laughs> I'm getting my yeah, talking in now. I'm going to sit back. Like this. I'm gonna sit back and drink my Celsius. (laughs) I'm gonna sit back and drink my Celsius energy drink after you. After I ask you, Brady, what happens with Bill Belichick at the end of the season? Is he done? I'm gonna pound a Celsius as soon as the show is over. I can promise you that. Um, Great question. 
Do you guys kind of feel like, remember the report first came out that maybe Belichick had a job lined up already next year. There were some feelers and whatnot. Like, Correct. Yeah. I, I almost feel like it was one of those deals where it's like, you know, you're in high school and it's like, well, I don't know. I'm thinking, hey, Leger, I'm thinking about, you know, breaking up with so-and-so. And, and all of a sudden you tell someone else and it gets around and someone's like, well, no, like I, I, I'm like, wait a second. And like, next thing I hear, it's like, no, no, they're breaking up with me. Like, <laughs> I just, I feel like obviously the season and where things have gone since Tom Brady left has have led us to this point. But I also feel like there's some suitors. They're not going to fire him. They have to trade him. They have to work together probably to make that trade happen. So uh, look, we know the end is coming. Like we can see the light at the end of the tunnel. I don't think, though, it's another freight train about ready to run us over. Like, I think it's yeah. a, a new beginning, probably for Bill Belichick, whether it's with the Chargers or you've heard rumors of like Tampa Bay, some of those other organizations that are looking for a guy like Bill Belichick who's won as many Super Bowls as he has as a head coach and as an assistant. Yeah, yeah if you look at this scenario, it'll be interesting because you brought up a great point, Brady. Is this a scenario where we potentially get a trade, right, for Bill Belichick? There's a, there's a team that you didn't mention – where we know the owner has got a handprint on football mm. decisions and it's where Will lives, right? In Carolina, Carolina, Dave Tepper. Like I've heard rumors, supposedly, you know, he's a guy that likes to, to get a shiny name in the building. Um, there's rumors supposedly that Bill Belichick could be a guy he's eyeing to be the head coach for the Carolina Panthers. Now, again, we talked about this last week, Brady, are we comfortable with Bill Belichick? If he was to stay with the Patriots, grooming a new young quarterback well they have a young quarterback that has had some struggles in carolina are you comfortable bringing bill belichick over there um depending on the staff we know josh mcdaniels is probably going to be a guy that he maybe could eye if he does go to carolina um we saw him have success with mac jones his rookie year the thing is you have a quarterback that's going to be there for the next three probably four years do you trust Bill Belichick to groom him to be the franchise guy is the only question there. So I think we saw the writing on the wall uh, when it comes to Bill Belichick. If you look at his record just at New England without Tom Brady, right? I believe it's, what, 46 and 55, something like that, under 500, has struggled, you know, without Brady being there. And and usually, Brady, we know this, teams usually don't last that long with one head coach. He's had a heck of a run there. Sometimes it's just time to move on. I think the Patriot way is not what it used to be anymore. It's time for them to kind of restart with that franchise and bring in some new blood. Brady, I got, I got two questions, two follows for you. I'm, I'm curious. One, can Bill Belichick drag Dante Skarnecchia out of retirement and bring him to Carolina? Cause if he can, I mean, I don't know. Like Skarnecchia kind of underrated in terms of like the, the downfall in new England. And then two the lines been their biggest issue in Carolina. Oh, oh no, he's not, saying not, Carolina, not yeah. No, he's no, saying no, bring him to Carolina, not New England, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, uh, no, 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 no. saying like no, no. Uh, yeah. the, the quarterback is the issue. The offense is the issue. Quarterback's the issue. But I, I'm wondering, there was some talk of a quote unquote de facto trade of Bill Belichick. Basically, yeah. like the Patriots being willing to take way less than what you would normally get for a coach of Belichick's caliber in order to facilitate a trade that means you never actually have to fire Bill Belichick. Um, I'm curious if you think. That's a possibility. And also, would is David Tepper more or less likely to give Belichick personnel control in Carolina? God, I hope not. It's a great question, especially considering <laughs> personnel has been the issue with this yeah. roster since Tom Brady hasn't been there anymore. And even when he was there, that's probably part of the issue too. For sure. So, look, I think there's also got to be some hesitation from Bill Belichick, from an owner that you've watched 
ripped the rug out from underneath Matt Rule, and now you know looking at uh, Coach Reich in the first year. So uh, maybe he doesn't want to have to deal with an owner who's you know overly involved to that capacity. Mm-hmm. Look, he, it's Bill Belichick. He's he's won you know multiple Super Bowls, been to so many, brought the sort of success that the New England Patriots and Robert Kraft could have never experienced without him. So. I just, he's not firing him. I'm sorry. Like I, you can call, really? say I'm dumb, call me whatever you think. He's not getting fired. They will, they're going to trade him. They will say they went their separate ways. It's not going to be a, a bad breakup. I don't think by the end of it, um, there's just too much history there. There's too much success there. Um, and, and I think there's probably too much in the end to be thankful for that Bill Belichick really brought to this organization, especially considering the valuation of that franchise and how much more they've, they've yeah. won and gained over, over the past two decades. So I, I, I just, I don't see it happening. Maybe there's some sort of trade, so they don't have to do that to your point, Will, but I don't know. Call me crazy. Call me whatever you want. Uh, do, you think it, Bill Belichick. do you think it gets to a point maybe where, they, what if they can't trade him, Brady? And you know, Robert Kraft goes. To Bill They'll Bill say State. they agree to go their separate way. But that's what. Yeah. But what if Bill? But what if Bill says, "I'm not going anywhere. You got to fire me." Because that that was a rumor too earlier this offseason. It'll be. It's not you. It's it's me. You know. It's the whole cycle. <laughs> yeah. It's not. There, there wasn't. There was an interesting. And Curran mentioned this too. It's like so. Ian Rappaport had come out a few weeks ago, maybe like a month and a half ago, randomly on on a Sunday morning. It was like. Bill Belichick just signed a lucrative long-term extension. It was like, uh, what? That that didn't make yeah, any sense. The Patriots that, yeah. suck. And it's like <laughs> he's like signed this offseason. Curran noted on this same broadcast that it's actually only through 2024. So you really only have one year of a buyout with Belichick. And you're so you're talking what, like $30 million? That's a lot of money. But you could is easily that how much negotiate. Being paid? I was gonna say, is it that high? I would be shocked Dang. if it's anything. I would be shocked if it's anything less than that. Sean Payton gets you think 20 Bill's plus. getting fifteen a year. Fifteen a year? Bill makes like Bill. Nobody knows what Bill makes. That's how. That's how high it is. I think it's like thirty million a year. Really? I Dude, Sean Payton makes Sean Payton makes twenty something from the from the from the Broncos. Yeah, but you, you know, know the know Patriot this, way, they've always taken less money. Hey, Will, how do you know this? <laughs> I don't. How do you know this, Will? Yeah. Will's got got an inside man. Because <laughs> <laughs> I got particular a set, knowledge, a particular set of skills. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, I what do you do? You think Belichick does not make less than twenty million dollars a year? I don't know and what he makes. None of it's public knowledge. Like everyone can I mean, look. Like, up nobody even knew he had an extension or or a, a, den, a, a you know addendum to his contract until that came out. Somebody said it was signed in the offseason. We didn't find out about it until midway through the and, season. And so. the, the Patriot way, where you take less, doesn't apply to coaches because there's no salary cap for the coaches. Like that's, that's just come, Robert Kraft is printing money off the Patriots and paying Bill Belichick thirty million dollars a year. Ain't ain't like a is, is kind of a drop in the bucket relative to what they make. So. I would be surprised if it's less than $30 million a year. I think Belichick would probably take a buyout at $15 million, And as long as there's no like offset, you know, basically go like coach more forever. Than every player on that team. <laughs> yeah. There's no, there's no salary cap. That's the other thing, though. So if you do trade him, you know, it's not hitting their cap. You're just giving up draft capital in exchange for whatever that contract looks like. But Correct. you'd think that he would want an extension in order to go there. But whatever. We, we should move on. Like I said, I, I just, this isn't to me the most topical thing right Are now. They're saying twenty million for Belichick. So I NBC Sport as uh, Belichick at twenty. I was about to say thirty. Will that's crazy. I love when Will gets so excited he can't even get the words out. Like he's just he's running, <laughs> his mind's running so fast. He's like, uh, uh, uh. 
Celsius. Yeah, I, I cannot wait I'm to like have 30 one. 30 mil? Good off, Lord. Great. Um, anyway, you mentioned the Chargers as a possible money. landing spot for Bill Belichick. So why not mention that Justin Herbert now out for the season with, uh, is it right? Index. He already had a thumb injury, right? Now it's right. Index yeah, right, finger, broken right index finger. Yeah. His, his, his whole right hand is busted up. I don't like to credit the Chargers for much. It was his left thumb. I was like the left, his, oh, left, left thumb, before. right index finger. Yeah, now it's right in, yeah. So I had a, what's called malfinger. All right. So malfinger, right? You have a, a fracture at the, um, is your finger. It, it's a little crooked. I know. Yeah, I know. Oh, dude. Hey, this, Corey, this, okay. just, just pause. All right. This is what happens when you try to play with an injury and it doesn't go well. Okay. So yes, it's a little crooked. All right. But the, uh, I broke the bone up in here. This, the ligaments got torn off of this. Right. So obviously the, like the, the finger then is kind of like hanging like this. All right. And the problem with that is when you're throwing a football, clearly you need that finger to really flick and spin the football. It's the last thing that touches it when you throw. Yep. So if you have no power, no pop off that, you then have to switch and kind of push more from your middle finger, adjust your grip, Ooh. kind of more like sidearm it and not really get on top of it as much when you're throwing the ball in order to still generate that spin and try to maintain that accuracy. So have the Monday Night Football, tried to play the following week, wasn't going to work. They, they basically took me out of half and we elected to get surgery. So they drove pins in here, all right, like like straight this way, and they drove pins in at an angle that way. And those things are going to sit in there for about six weeks because it takes about six weeks for the bones to heal. And then hopefully all everything gets reattached. And then once you rip those things out, and trust me, I got an arm block. I watched the doctor do it. It's not very complicated. They get a set of pliers. He put his foot up against the table, and he just yanked those things out. And it was one of the craziest things I've ever witnessed when you watch something be pulled out of your body like that and yeah. you can't feel a thing. Same thing so, happened to my, my pec when they did the stitches. I was like, dude, you're not going to ah! ease? No, it was like a rip. Like, <laughs> yeah. It is aggressive. Yeah. So after that, you literally go through finger rehab. Like that's what you do. You put stim on it, all this stuff. You're icing it, all these different things. You're trying to get back the feeling, trying to get back the strength. It seems like it's like not a, a significant injury. For a quarterback, it's huge, okay? Yeah. Like, it's huge because it's the, literally the last thing that touched the football. My fingers never felt the same, like, throwing it. My nail never grows back the same. And as well as you've pointed out, yes, my finger, obviously because I tried to play with it, it only made it more crooked with the way it ended up setting and healing. So uh, it is what it is. But that is who, one of the Who did you play on Monday Night Football? I like trying to find these stats of, like, how you played with that broken finger. So I, I, I hit it off Marcus Stroud's helmet in 2008 on Monday Night Jackson, Football bro. with Cleveland versus the Bills. Oh, uh, Stroud was a beast, by the way. The whole D-line was a beast. Oh, yeah. Um, the next game, you went 8 of 18 for 94 yards and two interceptions. Yeah. It did not go well. So, clearly, I, I mean. No, no, look, no, no. It's not me, like, being a jerk. I mean, oh, like, no, I know. Stupid. Here's the problem is we found out because I thought I stoved it. It was so cold in Buffalo. Um, I, I didn't get x-rays till Wednesday night. I went through practice, and I was just like, what is wrong with you? I'm like, dude, my 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 middle finger was really swollen. My my um, right index finger was swollen, blood in a nail. And I said, I, I can't like feel my fingers. Like it's really painful. I can't really push, can't throw. Our trainer's like, hey, let's go get x-rays. And so we went and got x-rays and they called me that night. They're like, hey, this is not good. Like this is what we're going to try to do to try to hopefully help you play and, and, and go forward with it. So I said, that's fine. But we kind of knew going into the game, like it was not overly effective. And I, if I had like 90 or whatever yards passing, it literally like half that came on like one throw to Braylon Edwards, I think up the sidelines. <laughs> um, that ended up being like the only good ball I probably threw the entire day. But it 23 was uh, yard, twenty-three yard catch for Braylon Edwards there. Yeah, um, there you go. It was uh, thirty degrees, wind nine, nine miles per hour, 
Ooh. And a wind chill of 22. Is this Buffalo? Yeah. Yeah, dude, that was that was cold. That was Can't cold feel month. anything out there in Buffalo. <laughs> Legendary Dick Jerron coaching the Bills in that game. Trent Edwards took you down. Actually, no, you took Trent Edwards we down. Won. You won the game. Yeah, we had a, a, a last – we did a two-minute drive, and Phil Dawson kicked, I think, a 54, 50-yard or somewhere in there. 56. 56, there Ooh, you go. Wow. All I remember was, man – my man Kellen, he was supposed to run like an 18 to 22 yard crossing <laughs> route. He, he turned it into a six yard shallow cross. I'm like, this isn't gonna work, dude. Like, <laughs> um, do you think who do you think is coaching the Chargers next year? Assuming it's not Brandon Staley, mm. and it can't be Brandon Staley, it, right? I would say Ben Johnson makes the most sense to me, wow. just because you got all the weapons you need, right? We talked about. The, the Chargers can't waste another year of Justin Herbert's career. Um, we know the talent that he has. And Brady, to your point now, it'll be interesting to see how that rehab works. Because like you said, you made a really good point saying and if that index finger is the last thing that touches the ball, right? So you said the finger never felt the same. So it'll be interesting to see. And Justin Herbert's had a few injuries. He had the, you know, the cartilage with the ribs. He had the thumb on the other hand. Um, he's had, a, I think, I believe, an ankle or a back before. So he's a tough kid. He's going to go out there and lay it on the line. But It'll be interesting to see the turnover of this roster, too, because we would assume that Keenan Allen most likely is not going to be there next year. Also, Austin Eckler could potentially not be there as well. So um, I think Ben Johnson makes the most sense if you're trying to get the most out of Justin Herbert. The funny thing is, like, Staley being there was supposed to make this defense elite because that's what he's known for. The defense has been awful, though. Like, that's been the weak link of this team, and they have some guys over there, right? They have named guys over there, so it'll be interesting to see the how they retool this roster. Uh, I believe Telesco is the GM, right? If I'm not mistaken. Yep. Um, so it'll, it'll be, be interesting to see if they keep Telesco. Yeah, yeah. that's another that's another thing too. So, so I mean, so, as I understand it, Telesco big reason why Sean Payton wasn't pursued heavily, even though Sean Payton wanted that Chargers job because Telesco knows he's going to lose a power battle, and the, of course the ownership's cheap. They don't want to pay Telesco after they, if they fire him. <laughs> they don't want to pay. Um, Brandon Staley, if they fire him, they believe Brandon Staley's the guy. But Telesco didn't want Staley getting fired and being replaced by Sean Payton because that, you know, Sean Payton, the type of coach with you know, the authority take, to take some to, of that power from. I, yep. I, I think the interesting thing will be you're going from Brandon Staley, who's a defensive minded head coach. Do they go with another one, considering some of the issues they've had defensively? Because they see a team like the Texans with D'Amico Ryan's, or they see whoever you want to touch on. Baltimore Ravens defense has been really good uh, with, with Mike McDonald. Or do they go with an offensive mind like Ben Johnson? He's clearly one of the top candidates. There's yeah. no doubt about it, what he's been able to do with Jerry Goff, in particular over the past two years. I think the Harbaugh one's interesting only because we heard this rumor of like the extension, and the extension was contingent upon him basically agreeing not to pursue an NFL job. This and that year. was probably a week or so ago. And nothing like nothing since then. Nothing since then. So yeah. you kind of wonder if he's not only like preparing to try to win a national championship, focused on that, but also behind the scenes, they're like, well, I can drag this out because I don't need to make a decision. And Brandon Staley's still the head coach, so mm -hmm. they're not starting their search. But we kind of feel like the writing's on the wall there. The whole thing's pretty perplexing, but I, I do think he would be the most interesting outside the NFL of assistance mm -hmm. candidate and one that comes with probably some credibility because he's already had success and won an NFC championship with the San Francisco 49ers. And I Went think it's three of them, right? And, and has been known as being a guy who can build um, build up a, a organization, build up a roster, build up a team, and coach and develop. 
which I, I think is highly lacking. Like to me right now, if you're looking for the next head coach of a team, one of the biggest things that just doesn't happen anymore is development because there's no okay. time for it. If you find a coach who figures out how to develop players, it's only going to make the front office and the general manager look better. And it's only going to help your team in the long run anyway. So I just think that's one of those um, intangibles that Jim Harbaugh brings. He's proven at the NFL level. He's proven at the college level that you're not getting with kind of an unknown guy who's just known for a scheme on one side of the ball. And I think too, if you make, you, you could make the case that if you were trying to find an NFL team really over the last like five years that was looking to hire a coach that reminded you of that 49ers team when Harbaugh took over, that was just loaded with talent, had a, had the quarterback position in theory solve. Alex, I would say Herbert's a better option than Alex Smith was. Um, but you know, you had Vernon Davis, you had Michael Crabtree, you had all these guys on the defensive side of the ball and Harbaugh stepped in and flipped that team over immediately. This Chargers team is primed to be flipped immediately if you get a good coach in there and you can stay remotely healthy. So I, I like that. I like the Harbaugh idea a lot. And the timing-wise, we assume they're not going to fire Brandon Staley until after the season. So that's January 1st. I mean, the, the which means Harbaugh, game Harbaugh, tomorrow could change their mind. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. But, 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 but Harbaugh has time to let the playoffs kind of play out. Correct. You know, if he's if he's the guy, he can see. All right, am I going to beat? If he loses to Alabama, maybe he's like, I'm out of here. I'm going to go to L.A. Or you beat Alabama, then you can decide. Do you want to try to win that? You know, play the national title and then you know, hope the Chargers string along. Um, we see in the chat, Matthias, cheers from Brazil. Mm. Well, hey, football's coming, coming, coming to Brazil. To yeah, that's right. The NFL announced. On Wednesday, I forgot what day it was, <laughs> that uh, at the owners' meetings in Dallas, that the NFL will be moving or, or sending one game in 2024 to Brazil. Ooh. Your thoughts on, uh, would you rather play in Sao Paulo? I'm hoping I'm going. That's all I'm saying. Is I'm, That's I'm me, too. <laughs> me too. The Pick 6 podcast should go live from we Brazil. Should. Should the whole week. The whole, whole entire week. week. Really? A whole month. Oh my! It's a little aggressive. Kind of asking That's for a lot there. I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah, whole week's fine, but you know. Have you right. been to Brazil before? Never, and I've heard nothing but fantastic things. Have you been, Leger? It's amazing. Yeah, I actually was blessed enough to, and again, this is you got to be smart in this situation. I went to the favelas right as they were training for carnival because, like, it's like everything's mm. based off the neighborhood you're in, right? So they all train and get ready for the the big dance for carnival, and it was one of the best cultural experiences I ever had. Now, again, I don't suggest anybody just walks into the favelas <laughs> and, and goes into the neighborhood. Like we knew somebody from there that took us in there. So we were okay wow. like going into the favelas. Um, again, one of the dopest cultural experiences I've ever had, being able to dance with the locals, um, drink with them, have a good time. It was an amazing, uh, amazing experience for sure. Okay. Uh, yeah, that sounds amazing. Let's, uh, let's go. <laughs> maybe, maybe not. To, maybe let's just go to the game. I don't know if I. I don't know if, I, don't know if I should. Be, um, which one do you want to go to? Favelas, or you want to go to the game? Favela. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't look at. Uh, don't look at Will's search history. Um, <laughs> I, I, <laughs> the, the NFL has been really aggressive with this international push. And oh, for sure. I think it does 
call to question, you know, what has been the urgency behind it or why so much? Is it yeah. trying to grow the game globally from a viewership standpoint, for money, for potential suitors? Is it for expansion? Um, I mean, you'd have to think that we're so far off from being able to create another expansion, couple teams, division, I mean, or a competitive league, mind yeah. you. Um, I understand that you could solve a lot of things with money, but that doesn't solve skill. It doesn't NFC solve the isn't even competitive. How are we going to build another competitive division? Right. And and that's the thing is, and, and maybe like the NFL product is so palatable that you could create a whole nother league that's branded with the NFL and the football doesn't have to be that great because you've got other leagues in the USFL and XFL that have guys who want to play or are out there trying to play. And, Maybe there's enough to support that. Now, again, the degree of football might not be quite as good, but if you can sport, if you can support the business model with the gambling revenue that it's now become a part of it, with all sorts of international money that we've seen now get involved in plenty of other sports in a big way, golf, baseball in particular, off the top of my head, uh, maybe there is a future there, you know. But it, it does call into question, um, you know, again, you want to grow and broaden your fan base and, and grow your brand, but at the same time, there also is a question of like, well, what happens to the, the smaller markets at home? What happens to what's the end it, game? Yeah, it's taking yeah. away those games from you know the, the smaller markets that you'd you'd you know normally it that's what they thrive on, you know, throughout the course of the year. They're obviously have an NFL team, but still like that that's huge economic stimulus when they're there. When they're not, they, they feel it big time. I think it's I think it's notable too that they have really cranked up the quality of games that they've sent out internationally, basically, which is also a money thing. But also they they want to they want to grow the fan base. You know, they're sort of capped out. I mean, everyone in the in America likes the NFL. That's gonna like you're not flipping some town in Kansas onto the NFL. Like everyone who's in America is in onto the NFL if they like it. Other you know outside of the age range. I'm curious. Uh, one more thing from the owners' meetings news: Super Bowl. 2027 announced in LA, for huh? Los Angeles. Yeah, where's so, Miami? Like, why doesn't yeah. Miami get another one? Yeah, so our next our Miami next four, would get another one before LA got another one. Vegas, no, we got two teams in LA. That's why we got Vegas, uh, New Orleans. That's not why. Um, San Francisco, which already got another one somehow, and Ooh. then Los Angeles already back in the rotation. First off, so keep many so many West Coast, West Coast huh? teams. How about yeah. keep this thing on the West Coast? Ain't they? It's it's uh, personally it's awful I think for that week of everything that goes on. Brutal. No, it's oh, brutal yeah. for anyone who's a part. Brady went through it last year in Arizona. Going to go through it again this year in Vegas. <laughs> Getting up it's at awful. three a.m. and being on air is is tough. But that's <laughs> that's a selfish thing. Like, but I think most people are like, hey man, it, like everyone's got to deal with that. That's on early in the mornings, and then just for how sure. the day unfolds. So that's not very well thought out. I, I get it. You you build a stadium there, and you clearly need to continue to keep generating revenue. Correct. For everything that's going on there, but Miami put money into their Hard Rock Stadium, like they've yep, yep. And, and they got rewarded one Super Bowl. But it's a great destination. We've seen even through COVID Atlanta too. indoor dome, Atlanta as well. They didn't I mean, have it in 2019. That's yeah, Atlanta's a little bit recent, but you know, I, I just Tampa Bay they had during COVID. I, I think that's the other thing that I look at when I look out and say if there is a concern over a pandemic, something else like the NFL pushed forward. There was only one place that really opened it up. So I'm sure they have contingencies built in, but it was a stark contrast from California, California and LA <laughs> in particular, and then South Florida. So right. I just, I find it kind of interesting though. They keep going back to a place and back to the West coast. I mean, so, San Francisco has been awful 
I mean, that last time I was there was a, a terrible an deal. Terrible. Stepped in a bunch the of poop. not near anything. It's like right outside of San Jose. Human, human poop everywhere, and you got to take the freaking it's like an hour and a half ride to the stadium. Um, L.A., yeah, the traffic's terrible. Yeah. Uh, I will say, I will note, too, that L.A., remember L.A. and Tampa, did they flip? They had a flip because the stadium wasn't going to be ready in time in L.A., so that's one more. Maybe it's even L.A. and Miami. I can't remember exactly. But the point being is, um, yeah, uh, L.A. back. New Orleans. I would say New Orleans is the number one spot to have the Super Bowl. Always. Wait, wait, where's Dallas in the mix? Dallas hasn't got one in a while. Dallas yeah. definitely would be one. They had Dallas one had of, Dallas when, had the Super Bowl. My World first opened up. Yeah, my first year with Houston CBS. They haven't had one since. I'm not surprised. Season, I think Houston's another place could be a really good Super Bowl. Yeah, Houston. Yeah, Houston's fun. Dallas. Remember, Dallas had the disaster with the weather, the ice. Yeah, the, uh, yeah, the, the snowstorms. Yeah, I remember Probably. that. Yeah. Okay, let's take a break. When we come back. Brady Quinn is going to do his favorite thing in the entire world, and that's draft a fantasy team. Next! Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. All right, we're going to draft a playoff fantasy roster. Okay. Cool. Basically, from the teams who are currently in the playoffs, you're going to draft a fantasy football roster. Just pick the best okay. players. Yeah. Uh, Each of the one or just all of us? Uh, just this, the two of you. I'll, 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 I'll be the draft conductor, as it were. Okay. All right. The, the commissioner. Right. Uh, so to speak, Deuce is going to pick first. Deuce, you get to pick. Uh, Harry, um, easy. I, I think this is just the rest of the. Is this the rest of the season, or is this the rest of uh, this? Count the playoffs. Do we count the playoffs? <laughs> Could you go Josh Allen and hope he gets in as like the sixth seed? No, this is only yeah. for teams that are currently in the playoffs, Early, and that's why yeah. I've got the graphic for the rest up there. of the season. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. I don't. Know. Spicy, All right, dudes, yeah, you get like to pick it. a quarterback from this group of teams. Whoa, whoa, why? If it's fantasy, why do I? Oh, have you to pick, pick a anything you want? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could go yeah. Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, Come yeah, on yeah, now, yeah. You, it's obvious. I'm yeah. going CMC. Okay. First Put that list back up there. Yeah. Sorry, you got to have a quarterback, two running backs, three wide receivers, a tight end, a flex, a kicker, and a DST. Yeah, yeah I'm going. I'm going CMC. Okay. Um. So this is just for the rest of the regular season, huh? You should probably take Joe Flacco. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going with Lamar Jackson. Mm, I like that pick. It's a good pick. So Brady has his quarterback locked. Um, we're going to do it as a snake style draft, Brady. So you get two picks here. Oh, which I'm sure you knew. Um, that means you know what pick. a snake style draft is. Please do not do that to me. Um, all right, hold on. I had to look for a running back now. You know, you don't have to. Think, you can take a wide receiver if you think there's. That is true. That is true. Yeah. I could. And Justin Jefferson's coming back, but I don't know because he. I mean, I'll, I'll take Tyreek Hill, obviously, because he's banged up. <laughs> sorry, dudes. I wasn't, I wasn't trying to hand him Tyreek. Uh, yeah, you did. You put me out there. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. Good yeah. Lord. But you say, yeah, you go. Good, good Sandlot reference. <laughs> um, I mean, I will say, in, in fairness, Tyreek Hill's banged up, and there's some pretty good wide receivers still out there. Yeah, there are. Um, I'm going a surprise here, and hmm. this is just based off fantasy. Go Raheem and you Mostert. get two picks here. Raheem Mostert. 
Raheem Moster. Okay. Spicy. 16 and you get another rushing pick. touchdowns this year. You get another pick as well. Uh, do, 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 do. See, this is where it's, it's a struggle, right? See now, I could go quarterback I, since, 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 or could I, go receiver. Since I banged you on the on the Brady Tyreek thing, I will just point out that Justin Jefferson, a great receiver, but there's also yeah. two. Uh, but if he's hurt Graham again, so that's I'm like, I don't, I don't want to take him. He's hurt because we're doing it off of what they're doing right now, right? And, and going forward, yeah, basically the rest of the season. So I could take AJ Brown, but CD Lamb has been cooking. Give me CD Lamb. Love it. All right, Brady. I'll take AJ Brown. Okay. Um, two two man fantasy league is always fun. You're usually how are we? How are we incorporating tight ends to this? Uh, one tight end. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm. That's this is tough. This is tough. Well, you got to shake it off and pick somebody. All right, jeez, man. Sorry, put a lot of pressure. It's, it's, a Taylor, it's a Taylor Swift joke, man. Um, ah, oh, this could be a mistake, but maybe not. I'm gonna go with Travis Kelsey. Mm-hmm. That was why I said shake it off, Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey. I, I know, I know. You you subliminally put it in the back of my head, and then I couldn't get over it. I was like, all right. I thought you were gonna go Sam Laporta. No, but. I, mean, I, I don't wouldn't be opposed to Sam Laporta. Was like you should be opposed to Sam Laporta. You should not. I'm, I am I am uh, I am preposed to Sam Sam Laporta. Okay, it's on me now, right? Um, uh, Did Brady pick one or two just there? He picked two. AJ Brown and Travis Kelsey. That's right. All right, all right. Correct. Um, do, 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 I need another receiver. I need a quarterback. I need tight end. Um, hmm. The Lions are pretty ripe at the at the moment for for some fantasy value. Yeah, I already know. Let me get a, a Mar Ross A. Brown. Okay. And then I'm going to take Brock Purdy. Ooh. Aussie. Y'all better look at what he's done fantasy-wise. Oh, he's been great. <laughs> Maybe started him over the I, He actually game. is my starting quarterback. The <laughs> crazy thing is I had I have had, I got him and Lamar. I know. We talked about it last week. Did you win? Yeah. I did. You know what's yeah. crazy? Yo, Brady, I got to tell you. So I was playing Jacqueline in our CBS league, and I was going back and forth whether to start Lamar or Brock Purdy, right? Lamar was coming off the bye, which for for some odd reason, Jack, our commissioner, decided to do playoffs starting last week, which was ridiculous because teams were still on buys. Right? So Lamar's coming off a bye. Even though he's playing the NFC and he's never lost to him, I'm like, they might start a little slow. I'm going to go with Brock. Brock got me almost 30 points. Lamar had like 38 points. I had him on the bench. Mm. Then I also Wait. benched Derrick Henry because they are playing the Dolphins. And if you look at what he's done against teams where they've been double-digit underdogs, his, yeah. his like fantasy number is average like five points. He yeah. scores two touchdowns in the game. Mm. Of course, I have the Steelers' defense and the Jets' defense. The Steelers were playing the Patriots, whose offense has been anemic. The they got year. carved. Got carved up. The Jets had like 25 points on defense versus Texans, and I had them benched. The, the, irony, <laughs> of you, the irony of you benching the Jets and getting carved up by the Patriots shouldn't be lost on, on you, right? Yeah, that's like, true. Yeah. 76 points was on the bench, and I, I still I still got a win. Good for you. Good for you. All right. Um, you took Purdy and Amron St. Brown, right? So, Brady, you're up for two. Yep. All right. This is a tough one because I feel like there's a number of uh, places I could go. I want to go wide receiver next, though. I wanted to take Justin Jefferson because you took CeeDee Lamb already, right? Yep, I took CeeDee. Um, I'm going to go Justin Jefferson. Mm. Even though he might not play the rest of the year? <sighs> <laughs> I 
<laughs> well, I mean, it's, that's not the biggest issue. It's like, is Nick Bowen's going to be able to get him the football? That's true. That's I mean, I, it's a big issue if he's not dressed, though. I feel like if I don't take him, though, that's an even bigger issue. <laughs> and suppose he's day to day with the chest injury, right? So, I mean, he left the game and didn't come back. So, I don't, I don't know. Um, okay, now I have to go with running backs. Travis Etienne. Hmm, that's a good pick. There's a there. I tell you what. There's a sneaky one out there that just a guy who's and I'm. I'm not. Saying I already got it. I got nah, it. I, I know. I know who you're talking about too. So hold on. We need three receivers. I need one more receiver. Oh, we get a flex too. Ooh. Oh wait, do we get a flex? Yes, you get a flex. What See, this is, so if we're playing fantasy rules. It's tough, right? Because I could go Debo, but he's competing with CMC. Ooh, I got okay. I got some guys then. I, got <laughs> I shouldn't have said anything to Ray. I don't think Brady was thinking about him. I didn't know we got a flex. Did you take a second running back? Who'd you take? ETN and who else? Uh, Justin Jefferson. Okay. No, at running back, he said. You only got one running back? Yeah. I still need two more. I have a flex and a running back. All right. I mean, you could go four receivers, flex technically. Don't hey, don't tell me with a good time. <laughs> so do, 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 do. let me go with this is tough. Missing. When is Christian Kirk supposed to come back? <laughs> uh, I think his testicle exploded, so I'm not sure I'd draft him. <laughs> oh I don't, I don't really goodness. mean that. I don't, I don't know if that's what happened. Something bad happened with his groin. Gracious. Goodness, Brinson. <laughs> that's what people were saying. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> Damn. I, I, I'm still going to go. Let me let me go, Debo. Okay. Um. I think I miss oh no. and Sam Laporta. And Laporta, okay. Yeah. All right, so here's what I have it as right now with Brady on, on the clock for two. Dudes has Purdy, CMC, Mostert, CD Lamb, Amon Ross St. Brown, Debo Samuel, and Sam Laporta. And Brady has Lamar, Jackson, Travis Etienne, Tyree Kill, AJ Brown, Justin Jefferson, and Travis Kelsey. Brady with a RB spot open and a flex spot open. Is that right? I think that's right. Yep, my flex is a wide receiver. It's going to be Mike Evans. Mm. Okay. Oh, yeah. What's up? What's up? What's up? Um, and then I'm going to stay on the same team and go Rashad White. That's the underrated. Re- Dude, he has he's been, been awesome. He's been killing it. Fantasy. He's playing great lately. He's, yeah. He has like the same role as Alvin Kamara. And like, but I mean, he's not, not as talented, but still. I feel good. I feel good about mine. All right. Uh, dudes, you're up for a flex. And then you have a kicker and a defense. defense. Yeah. Oh, kicker. Gee, come on. Give me, oh God, I'm all in on San Fran. Give me San Fran's defense. <laughs> <laughs> I got a flex still. Do, 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 do. I'm trying to think who I'd take for a flex. Who's left? They, that's what that's what I'm saying. Uh, there's Kedarious, one guy. Kadarius could... Tony. It's <laughs> <laughs> funny. Actually, you know what? Give me Tucker as the kicker. Oh, <laughs> all right. Actually, that's a smart move because Brady can't draft any more skill guys. Mm-hmm. 
So you could, yeah. Now, in theory, what you probably should have done is wait until the very last pick to take a quarterback because Brady drafted Lamar early. But I digress. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Brady, I, mean, I, would, for... I probably would have took Brock or Dak either way, so it doesn't matter. Right, right, right. Uh, Brady, you're up for a kicker and a defense. Uh, for kicker, let me go with Brandon Aubrey. Okay, I thought Ooh, you were that's like actually a really Jack. good one. Uh, for defense, this is tough because you have to like factor in. I think who they play. We're going for the rest of the regular season, right? Yeah, and yeah. playoffs too, right? Or no, just regular season. Okay. Um, because some of these teams yeah. might miss the playoffs. Right. Yeah, I guarantee a few of them are. <laughs> I'm gonna take the Browns. <laughs> they play the that's 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 a good. Texans, Jets, and Bengals. All right, and dudes, you wrap it up with a flex, flex pick. Right. Try to think who I would even take in this spot. It's a hard one. Actually, I know. I could go Devontae Smith. Yeah, that was one of the two I had. But if we're doing fantasy. A guy that should be back. Oh, I could go Gibbs too, though. Uh, I'm gonna go Isaiah Pacheco. Oh, spicy! You could have. Uh, I think we're gonna see this offense. As Harry noted in the chat, you could have just offense. leaned into the San Fran stack and gone Brandon Ayuk. I also think Michael Pittman. Michael Pittman's playing some good. Football I thought about right Michael now. Pittman too, but I just like Garner. <laughs> Garner one game is fired. The, the next game, you just never know. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Pretty good job by you guys, especially, you know, I mean, Deuce clearly knows his way around a fantasy uh, locker room. Brady, eh. do, you, <laughs> do you play fantasy, Brady? Am I wrong? No, not at all. But by the way, look at my squad. Are you excited about the fact? I mean, I'm saying you did a good job. Like, that's what I was doing. I was complimenting you. I believe that we may be able to uh, get a look at the full squads in a moment. But I would say, um, I think grade, if I'm grading the teams – They'll give you both A pluses, quite honestly. Oh, uh, yeah, it's not that hard when it's only two people. If it was like four, right. Was a little bit but you're already down. You're down to 14 teams. You don't get the full 32 teams. Yeah, Good but there's a reason Will. why these Good teams point. are in the playoffs. That's right. Yeah, yeah, they have. That's right. They have better players. That's why Correct. they are in the playoffs. Um, yeah, you know, there's actually a really interesting uh, game theory format called uh, playoff best ball. On uh, you can do it on Underdog, where you mm-hmm. go and you draft. Uh, teams based on like so you could go draft a bunch of bills right now and you would get them late because the bills aren't in the playoffs and the bills make a playoff run you've suddenly got a unique team all right here's your two teams that was just me filibustering here's your two teams yeah good job by producer harry as usual with the graphics uh brady grade your own team lamar jackson travis come on i mean look at this way i i maybe have the mvp and Lamar Jackson at quarterback, mm-hmm. who obviously is going to impact the passing game and running the football. Etienne Rashad White, both impactful running the football, catching the football. Tyreek Hill might go over 2,000 yards this year. The ankle, a little bit of concern. A.J. Brown's one of the top you know, producing wide receivers. Justin Jefferson can be and probably will be <laughs> if he's back healthy. Yeah. That's if. And he told, he told reporters he'll be back in uh, week 15, I believe. Okay. Or week 16, he's, maybe. Week 16. So he's tough to week. pass up on. Kelsey is the only thing that makes the uh, Chiefs offense go. Evans has been ridiculously productive this year, kind of flown on the radar. Aubrey's yet to miss a field goal. And the Browns, look at the rest of their schedule. And that defense has been lights out. Mm. All right, Leger, what about you? I mean, you talked about Lamar Jackson being the MVP. I, I literally, by the odds, I think have the second highest odds to win the MVP in Brock Purdy right now. 
um, Christian McCaffrey and Raheem Mostert have been the top two backs in fantasy this year. So that's why I said it's based off fantasy, right? <laughs> CeeDee Lamb, we've talked about him. Uh, he's been a top five receiver this year. Uh, St. Brown, too, has been an under-the-radar guy that's had a really successful um, fantasy season and a really good season. Debo Samuel uh, missed a couple games early in this year, so his numbers aren't as big as the other receivers. But we've seen what he's done the last three weeks of the season. It's just been ridiculous. Yeah. I think Laporta is the top tight end in fantasy right now, if I'm not mistaken. Um, <laughs> Isaiah Pacheco, I believe, is the fifth leading rusher in the NFL. Uh, Justin Tucker, the name speaks for itself. And the 49ers defense is just suffocating. There's so the here, here was some of the thought process, too, in picking running backs. Is look at the schedule, for example, that um, Raheem Mostert has the rest of the season. Mm -hmm. He's going to play the Jets defense, the Cowboys defense, at Baltimore versus Buffalo. I got you. I mean, Buffalo. Dolphins, Dolphins might miss the playoffs, by the way. Yeah. You said uh, what? Dolphins could miss the playoffs. I wouldn't rule that out. Yeah. They could and, lose out, honestly. The other thing is, and I'm, I'm only saying this, don't get mad, don't shoot the messenger here, okay? At, at Brady underscore underscore Quinn underscore McCaffrey Tennessee. usually gets banged up sometimes. I'm just wow. He's got, they got to play at Arizona divisional game, then Baltimore, Washington, LA. I'm just if CMC gets if in. CMC gets hurt, this that that little clip right coming there, after may, you may They're go nuclear. Yeah, that's right. All right, let's take a quick break. When we come back, we'll talk very quickly about Thursday night football. Next, Ooh. all right, let's talk some Thursday night football. Look, the bottom line is this game's not great. Here on CBS, <laughs> I'd tell you how amazing it was. I mean, we thought that about the Patriots and Steelers game. It actually ended up being pretty good, entertaining. I, I saw your That's tweet, true. Uh, Will, right? The overhit in the first half. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you uh, if you were playing DFS and you loaded up on uh, on offensive players, you you cashed in pretty good. Uh, people were expecting a low-scoring game. And we're going to get Easton Stick first. Aiden O'Connell uh, in uh, Are this. we, though? There's rumors supposedly that Jimmy Garoppolo or Brian Hoyer could play this week. What? Did I see yeah. that? I didn't see that. Jimmy I don't think Aiden O'Connell's played that bad. I mean, I, I mean, they, they didn't score any points last week, Brady. I understand that, but like, <laughs> I guess in comparison to watching the Vikings offense, I was like, hey, it wasn't that bad. I yeah, thought they like they moved both the ball a little better. Offense. I don't know. So I think I think Aiden O'Connell is starting. So they already came out and confirmed it. Um, no, now they're saying yeah, undecided. Interesting. I was gonna say yeah. That's what I'm saying. I saw something that said they were undecided. No, no, have this happening. Yeah, that's what I said. That's okay. what I saw. Yeah. Antonio Pierce didn't say Wednesday whether rookie quarterback Aiden O'Connell would start Thursday against the Chargers. That leaves open the possibility the team will turn to veteran Jimmy Garoppolo. This is Vincent Bonsignore of the Bonsignore. Las Vegas Journal. Bonsignore. Can, can I make the case, though, that they never should have benched Garoppolo in the first place? Like, sure, probably. He was always your best chance of winning. Like, I, I, I'm sorry. It was actually the same thing with the whole Zach Wilson deal. Like, yeah. They're, sure. they're there for a reason. I think like, this was a scenario where, you know, with a coaching change and McDaniels kind of being the Garoppolo guy, they felt like they had to make a change when they probably shouldn't have made the change. Um, but, yeah, the crazy thing is the Raiders are technically still in it, so I wouldn't be surprised if they do go back, especially, you know, in a game where Justin Herbert isn't playing. You have a really good chance at home. I mean, I think this says something when you didn't score any points last week and you're favored by three points in this game. Is Will muted right now? I, I am muted. I muted myself. Like oh, there you go. The classic yeah, Brinson. Classic, classic Brinson. Brinson. Actually, I believe classic Brinson would be not muting myself on the company-wide uh, call and yelling to Ryan Wilson, hey, Ryan, I'm on the talent call. What do you think about that? Before realizing that I was unmuted, which happened to me yesterday. <laughs> that was fantastic. 
That was fantastic. I got. I was like, I heard it was like uh, somebody on the call was like, "Will." I was like, "Oh my god!" Because I got uh, logged in and it like automatically mute you, and I was like, "I didn't think it was gonna do that," so I hit the mute button, and we were like waiting on Pete to start the podcast. So I was like, "I was I had this mic right here." I was like, "Hey," and Wilson was like, "I'm not jumping on that. We don't have time." I was like, "I'll just pop on there and see what's going on." And I was like, "Wilson, I'm on the call. How you like me now?" And it was like, and the entire call heard me say that. So that was fun. Come on, the call yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Did you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was on. I, I got on a little bit late because I had. Okay, yeah, I, I, I said that, and like I heard somebody, Brianna, goes, she was like. Oh. Uh, we only well, have 40 minutes, so, uh, you know, yeah, got to be careful. You think if you got in a little late, you might have uh, missed some stuff. I missed it. Well, yeah. uh, I immediately got a couple Slack messages and several texts, including one from Brady. It was like, what are you doing, dumbass? <laughs> I did not call you a dumbass. No, for the no, you just said, you're like, what is wrong? I was like, well, <laughs> it was right, such so- a Brinson move. That was the best part <laughs> yeah. about it. Anyone knows Will, it's like, well, <laughs> Like you're the like, guy that walks into a funeral like laughing and like yelling about something. Holy day, hundred percent. Then like I heard I was called out. I like started cackling and said I'm sorry and just exited out of the meeting. <laughs> he left right away. I was like, I gotta go. I gotta go. This is humiliating. I was like flustered. I was like trying to ask people. Classic Brinson. Classic Brinson. Um, so Raiders and Chargers. Uh, what do you, do you see the game high scoring, low scoring? Do we see anybody stopping anybody? What I mean, what do, you, what do we? I mean, this game doesn't. I, the biggest, the biggest storyline in this game to me is that with a win here, wouldn't Antonio Pierce be three and two with a really close loss to the Vikings, and it, so. maybe it's in a in a chance to like I think Antonio Pierce, you win this game and you've got like a real shot at getting this head coaching job. I think it just depends on the direction you're going to go in. You would assume that they're most likely going to be looking for a quarterback of the future via the draft. Um, so it just depends. Like we talked about this earlier this year, where we thought Rich Passaccia should have gotten the job. He'd be three you know, and three, because, by the way. Three and yeah, three, yeah. Because sorry. he's a leader of men, right? They decided to bring and swing for the fences and bring Josh McDaniels, and it didn't work out well. So I think ownership and the Davis family are cognizant of that, right? If you know, this team goes out there and wins this game. You talked about it being three and three and potentially finishing with, you know, six, seven, eight wins. I think they'd have to take a hard look at potentially keeping him on staff just because we talked about this too earlier, right? It could be like eight positions open and like it's going to be a constant cycle. Like, do you want that? More. Are you that sure that you don't have the guy in the building before you just fire him? And you have to find another guy and the cycle just continues. I keep explaining to people, man, that's how much these owners are making. When you see this much turnover at a head coaching position, there's two issues with it. One, the owners are making so much they can handle all the all the payouts Correct. and dealing with all that and the turnover. Two, there needs to be safeguards or some way of putting some mechanisms in to keep them from doing this and hurting themselves. I mean, obviously it's it's great if you can get that golden parachute, right? Like yeah. awesome. But the reality is it's terrible for player development. It's terrible yeah. for the league. I think it creates a lack of parity. If the owners really cared about parity in this league, they would find a way of creating yeah. mechanisms to not allow them to do what they do when they move on from coach after coach after coach. Like like it, like, like like take David Tepper's badge and not allow him in the building for a couple of weeks. Like, I, 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 I don't know if it's that so much. Not, it's just saying like – there, there's some sort of penalty. There's there's something put in place 
that doesn't uh, it forces them to see like, like our coaching coaching salary cap where if you burn through x amount of dollars on a coach and they, they're not going to reveal how much they all make but like for instance you know uh you know it's not not at all his fault but mark davis in this situation would still be dealing with john gruden and right. josh daniels under his coaching salary cap right and then yeah. You know, you're forced to sort of say, okay, like let's I gotta I gotta hire somebody who can stick around for a while or somebody who at least three or four years, yeah. Yeah, exactly. No, it's it's it makes it it makes it difficult, I think, for a lot of different reasons, a lot of different ways. So I don't know. I I, I look at it from that standpoint and just think like I wish there was more uh accountability held to the owners for the decisions they make. Do you think that um coaches and this is this this may be the ben johnson question because he pulled out of the the, the carolina job last year Correct. do you think coaches even because there's always a saying there's only 32 of these jobs it's like yeah but this thing turns over every like two years should coaches be a little more discerning about what jobs they take of course of course of course i mean i, mean, I, I think they're getting paid so well as coordinators that helps yeah. right and obviously if you're doing well off to be a head coaching candidate you know, you're going to continue to kind of maybe be in that cycle. At least you'd assume so. I mean, there's times when you get guys who obviously are candidates one year and then like you never hear about them again. Cause that's the thing I was about to say. Yeah. yeah. But you know, that that's a risk that I think you have to be willing to take. And that's something that, you know, you can go take the golden parachute and go be a head coach in an organization you may have reservations about, but you may never get the shot of doing it again. Yeah. And, and that's the hard part is then that, how does that impact you? as a coordinator moving forward, your long-term value as a coach in the league. Um, you know, maybe like Josh McDaniels, you. Josh McDaniels is probably never going to be head coach again. No. Yeah. And he's young, you know, and he's yeah. young, but like the two chances he had, like neither of which worked out well. It felt like it was some yeah. disaster. Well, look, in regards to this game, I'm curious about Easton stick. If he's going to be the guy to not only remain as a you know backup, but also just remain in the league. Like here's his shot. Here's his opportunity. Correct. Haunted group around him. Um, you know, Kellen Moore, like what can you do with them to see schematically? Obviously, the Raiders have struggled. And then for Aiden O'Connell, if there is pressure on him to have other guys coming back behind him, you know, what he, how how much he how far he can come along as a rookie with this group. But um it's look, it, it's tough to like want to sell it on, on what exactly is going to happen this game. I don't know that these teams are that that far apart. It's a three-point spread. I'd be more on the side of the Chargers here, just thinking that really you know, I'm not sure either of these teams right now. Is that much better than the other? That feels like they're much more even than maybe. Give me the know, points, maybe, right? Points, yeah. All right. So you got the Chargers against the spread. What do you got, Deuce? Well, I look at it from this way: just being a defensive-minded guy, right? And the defense we talked about it earlier has has struggled for the Chargers. And then you look at some of the decisions Brandon Staley has made. More specific, more specifically, if we just go to last week, right? How many times did he have opportunity to take the field goal and he didn't? Right? I believe he went for it on fourth down three times, right? And that's his MO. It's always been his MO. We're going to be aggressive. But if you're on the defensive side of that ball and you're in a close game, right, um, you want to take the points because, you know, the offense has struggled at times. The defense has struggled at times. And now with Easton Stick, you would think in a game like this, points will be at a premium, right? So when we get in those situations, are you going to go for it on fourth down again and not kick the field goal, knowing that they've struggled on offense as well? I just think that that's weighed a little bit on his team. And if you watch film, Brady, you can see it. There's times where their top players, Derwin James is, you know, bite, we call it biting the cheese, right? Taking the underneath route instead of being in zone coverage where he's supposed to. I think it's because they're, 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 they're pressing to make plays 
on that side of the ball because of what has happened. So uh, I actually lean towards the Raiders. Now, again, we don't even know who's going to be starting for them yet. Uh, could it be a Aiden O'Connell? Could it be Jimmy Garoppolo? I think Antonio Pierce maybe does make a, a change just to try to jumpstart this offense. And the thing with Jimmy Garoppolo, um, Jacoby Myers has played a lot better with him when he was in the yeah, lineup. So I can point. see that being a significant change if he goes in. Also, Josh Jacobs, will he be able to go? He had the quad injury late in, in the game last week, short week. You know how it is, Brady. Will he, you know, with that quad injury, will he be healthy enough to actually play and be effective in this game is a big point of emphasis in this game. So I, I'm leaning towards the Raiders covering the points. I'm leaning towards Max Duggan anytime touchdown. Put me you think he's going to come in for Easton Stick? <laughs> Dude, get him out there with Quentin Johnson and Darius Davis and let's run That's some TCU offense, baby. Like, chunk that ball around and get weird. Makes a lot of sense. Yeah, kill him more. Just run that TC. Run that Horned Frogs. We're going to run the damn ball. All right, we're going to get out of here. That's the show. Thanks for watching. For Deuce, for Brady, I'm Brenton. Make sure to smash that like button. We'll see you guys later. Bye.